0: Well, you know, with my, you know, with my group, well, a lot of us are disabled, but especially with me, I really don't feel anything uh, in my feet and, and below my knees. So once I get out there, start waiting and, uh, and you know, you're going through a run and like, let's say something on the college and there's a lot of big boulders and stuff out there and, and I have a hard time making it through the run. So a lot of times if the run's crowded or something, I'll pull myself out, uh, you know, let somebody, people go by and it's just, you know, somebody catches a fish in front of it as I go by and that really sucks. But
1: That was Steve Balog sharing a steelhead fly fishing struggle. This is the celebration episode where I celebrate everyone who listens and has supported the show for the first year. I'm back, baby.
2: Welcome to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show, where you discover tips, tricks, and tools from the leading names in fly fishing today. We'll help you on your fly fishing journey with classic stories covering steelhead fishing, fly tying, and much more.
1: Hey everyone, uh, before we jump into it, just wanted to uh, give you a heads up. Today's show is sponsored by you, if you'd like. Uh, as we celebrate a year in the podcast, I have found a new way to provide value for you. If you like, uh, where you can go deeper and at the same time um, you can provide a monetary donation for as low as a buck per month. That's $1. Um, so go to wetflyswing.com slash Patreon to find out how to support the show and get bonus content. And uh, if I have time, I'll chat about this a little bit later. The idea, um, I've talked about this a little bit before, but... The idea here with this podcast was to make a podcast to essentially teach people, you know, uh, to teach people about fly fishing, help people get into it, but also to connect the dots of the historical piece. Um, and I just talked to somebody today on Instagram. Um, I probably don't have it handy here. Let's see if I can look it up. Just talked to, um, we were chatting today and he mentioned that he's like, Hey, just thank me for the show, and that was awesome. And I uh, appreciated that. And then I think I have it right here. Yes. So it's uh, House Fly Fishing on Instagram. And he just came back after a while. He, he, he was like, Actually, here's what he said. He said, I do have a suggestion. And he says, There have been quite a few notable fishermen in the North, uh, in New York Catskills region. I'm pretty sure a lot of the American dry flies were developed by people there can't give you specific names because I'm not good when it comes to that stuff. da. but, but a, uh, it'd be great to have an episode on this. So it was like, just like that, you know, now I have a cool episode idea and that's pretty much where I get most of my ideas either from, well, I guess I get some from just stuff that I'm thinking about, but you know, either from my guests that have people that they, uh, you know, they know they recommend or from listeners, people that are, you know that are out there. So, uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, that I think that's probably the reason why this thing is people are loving it so much is that I'm just asking questions and talking to people and hearing stories about what we, we kind of all want to hear about. So I'm going to keep doing that. And, um, you know, basically we've had season one, all Steelhead. That was like the first 30 or so episodes was pretty much focused on Steelhead. Now we're in season two which is like all mostly trout kind of focus. I sprinkle in some occasional uh, podcasts if I get kind of some some good ones, uh, some extra special ones I'll sprinkle in. But the next thing we are definitely going to be going to, and I'm already kind of preparing and interviewing some of the, the guests is for the destination season or destination and DIY where that works. So I want to get out there and do some of this awesome, you know, some of the saltwater fishing, some of the cool stuff that's going on. So that'll be that'll be season three and then season four I think is going to be fly tying I've heard from a number of people that that sounds like fly tying would be cool there's definitely a lot of good topics we cover so haven't even started thinking too much about that that's ways down the line but um, but that's kind of where we're at I'm just going to leave it there um, you know if you want to Oh, I've got a number of places you can subscribe to the email list. Um, I'm trying to put together a a group of people that are interested in providing feedback. So maybe reach out to me if you're interested in that. Um, But, yeah, just want to, you know, say thank you, thank you, thank you. This is uh, I'm having a ton of fun, as you can probably tell. Um, It's a lot of work editing and producing, you know, podcasts, putting it all together, making it sound good. It definitely takes some time. And, uh, but I love it. I love doing it. Um, I love hearing from people. And so the other big thing that kind of goes with this is, as you see from the sponsors, you know, it costs some money to put together a podcast, not a ton, but it costs some money. So what I'm trying to do is cover those and then get enough, um, you know, revenue from some of the sponsors, some of the other things I'm going to talk about here today, where I can actually support, um, you know, not a full-time income, but maybe a, a good chunk to allow me to do more of this right now. I'm kind of restricted to what I can do because I can't just hop up and, you know, travel around and cover a cool story on some area, you know, that's great. Um, I just can't do that right now. So if I could get more support for the podcast I my, my goal would be to be fully like, you know, this podcast is everything and this, you know, supports, um, you know, kind of supports me and supports the family sort of thing. Um, um but that's kind of more of a long term so i'll I'll talk a little bit more about kind of that but that's basically why the sponsors are there they're there to kind of support the show and provide you with some value um products that you know that are valuable um to you so that that's another big part of it um what else do we have here i'm kind of i've got this little list here i'm kind of checking off this is the one thing it's kind of funny because the outline i guess i do have an outline with my guests typically i come in with about 20 questions that I'm going to talk about. And the funny thing is, is I just, um, let's see, interview Kelly Gallup. Is that going to be? Yeah, so actually the, the episode this week that is out already is Kelly Gallup. And on his, I had the 20 questions. And I think I noted in the show that I got to, I think we were an hour into it. I had only like checked off two questions. So it was just one of those episodes that was just awesome and we were just talking, just chatting and BSing. One of the big things I just want to announce here before I get into, and what I do, what I have coming up here is um, a few interviews from, from, like I said, fans that are in the audience. And I also want to get your take to see if, you know, this sort of podcast where maybe it's more me talking about some topic um, or BSing about something or doing something different than just the typical interviews I do or mixing it up doing a half and a half or maybe do you like that it's an hour long episodes or an hour and a half or would you rather me cut that into little 10 or 15 minute bite-sized bits and publish an episode every week there's a good one for you I'd like to hear an answer for that and one other idea I'd like to find out about is potentially as these shows get longer if we split it up into like part one and part two if that would be good so you can check back and let me know on that I wanted to follow up with the Patreon page a little more and just give you a little bit of a rundown what it looks like if you go to, again, uh, wetflyswing.com slash Patreon. So you can start. There's basically four different tiers. And right now, tier number one, for $1 per month, uh, you essentially get the opportunity to send in questions for our guests. So currently... I'm kind of doing a lot of this just on my own, picking up the questions, but uh, you can actually, if you have a hot topic you want answered for a certain guest, you'll know they're coming and you can ask those. If you want, this is kind of a little fun thing. If you want to get a shout out to yourself or whatever you have going out there, I'll provide that opportunity uh, every episode. And then finally, I'll have a Patreon only uh, Discord uh, chat room, so we'll be able to chat you know, within the group. So it's kind of that private group again to keep that uh, conversation going. So those are a couple of the bonuses. I guess I shouldn't go too deep into all these, uh, but uh, the tier five is basically uh, for $5 per episode. You get everything above, plus you get uh, access to bonus episodes each month. So that's pretty cool. There's going to be some stuff that I'm going to do on the side. It might be outtakes, it mean, just might be a bonus guest, um, all sorts of things. Um, the next level, uh, Tier 3, you get um, listen to the episodes early, basically, and I can go into more of that. And the final one is just more of a, a live chat where I actually sit down and uh, we talk about, again, some of the more specific questions you have, and we try to get those answered for you directly. So we're going to get into the first uh, interview here. And I think I'm going to start off with Dave, Dave Harrison. This is, there's, I've got all sorts of cool stories. I don't know. I guess I could probably just look, maybe I should do that really quick. Look on Instagram because that's kind of where I'm most active and just see some people that have commented on some of the posts. Let's just see what we got here. Uh, I'll just go to my posts and it's not booting up very fast. So that's not good on the, the air. But as soon as it does, I will look at some of those. But, you know, it's just cool because I'm getting feedback. Positive, and, I, and I do get some negative feedback. I have had some on some stuff that have has come up. And so that's not always good. Uh, take a drink break. But, you know, the one thing I'm realizing right now is I'm doing this. I think I'm 20. What am I, in, 20 minutes into this? No. <laughs> Feels like it. Only like 12 but I'm doing a lot of talking uh, and it is fun to talk. It is fun to talk, but that's what I'm realizing right now is that my guests are doing most of the talking and, uh, and I don't really talk as much. So yeah, that's one different thing. But, um, so I think I'm just going to jump right into Dave and let him, uh, you let you hear the conversation. We talk about some pretty good stuff. Dave's got some, <clears throat> he's kind of a good storyteller, but Dave is a guy who reached out to me and wanted to he asked me how he could help the show so it was a pretty pretty amazing thing so let's just jump into dave and and meet uh meet this awesome guy and uh we'll move on how's it going dave going great dave good uh good to have you i've been reaching out to a few different people basically the people that i've made a good connection with probably more than others and some have been you know i think uh, glenn was a is this guy who's like, he's a guide and he's wants to become a guide and it's like his whole thing. And, and, uh, I always think about him whenever I have a question that comes up about guiding and then I have a few other people. Well, you're, you're somebody who connected to me because you were interested in helping out, helping the podcast. You, you watch the show. And, and so I think you're pretty, it's pretty awesome to have you on here to chat, um, about this, but, um, before yeah, I, I love what I'm learning from the show. It's great.
2: I appreciate it. You, you put education first and that's that's, that's yep. right.
1: Yep. That's, that's pretty much what I'm kind of my, my main goal. Um, before we dig in, I have a few questions just about the show itself. Um, maybe you can just talk about how you got into fly fishing.
2: Um, well, it's
1: funny. I, I think it caught
2: my first steelhead when I was 12. Um, I remember cause my dad thought I was snagged up. Um, it was on the, it was on the river in Northwest Washington. And then when we saw the fish, he gets excited. He jumps in the water and grabs that steelhead. This is in December, Ooh. you know, like, like a bear scoops Uh, it up and brings it to shore (laughs) yeah it was pretty neat and that's the last time i went fishing for about another 25 years hmm. um i spent some time in california um i had a mortgage thirty six hundred dollars a month and that was back in the early 2000s and i was getting an ulcer i I couldn't breathe it was really stressed out and i came back to oregon i fished on lost lake with my dad there in the kind of the slope there mount hood and I, I found for the first time in years I could take a deep breath. I was just looking around at the, the blue of the water and the, the green trees, and I felt at peace. I was like, "This is what I was missing." So we we moved back, started a family here in Oregon, and um, I yeah, fishing's a, a big part of my life. I love it.
1: Huh. Oh wow, that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, quite a quite a little break, but it, it, you came back. You you didn't leave it. I mean, in, in all those time in that twenty five years, did you ever uh, never wet a line down in, in California or anywhere down there? No, um, I think I went on a tuna trip once with my buddy and you know how
2: it is on those tuna trips. It's a yeah. couple days. We were kind of on the outs at the time we, we had a fight and you know, you can't stay mad each other too long on a tuna trip. Yeah. So after enough whiskey and beer, um, <laughs> all was forgiven. So that, that was a good trip. I remember yeah. that still.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Cool. So- I remember
2: there was one guy who was so drunk, <laughs> he literally, he fell out of the top bunk and you know, there's like three bunks. So oh, you're wow. falling down about nine feet right? On the hard surface. He was fine. That man was flexible,
1: you know? Wow. So, Uh. so this is a boat now. So the tuna trips I've been on are like, you you go out like a few hours and then you turn around, you catch your fish and come back. So you're out on like a bigger boat.
2: Yeah. It, it probably fits about, um, about 20 people or so. And we were going out about 30 miles out of San Diego.
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha.
2: It's not, you know, it's not, that that type of fishing really isn't for me. There's people that love it, the blue water fishing. Yeah, um, But for me, you're just winching up fish, and it's kind of a, an agony
1: the whole time. <laughs> cool. But, cool. Yeah. No, it's cool. I, you know, I, a big part of this show is about the stories. And I think about, like, down the line where, where this show might go. And uh, who knows? I mean, it's all about fly fishing now, but maybe down the line we'll get into more blue water, you know, and, and other stuff. I, I don't know. I'm kind of keeping it open. I think there's enough fly fishing topics to cover that'll probably keep me going for, for 20 years. I would imagine. Um, yeah, that's, um, that I've always found it always the stories about fishing that are the most fun to
2: tell is just about the people and the encounters you have. Um, I was in Garibaldi last week and I was there at the grocery store stocking up. Um, and I overheard a guy saying to another guy, it's like, look, you know, I, I, I haven't changed at all since I became a manager. I mean, if I seem grumpy some mornings, it's just because I'm drunk. <laughs> and he was dead serious. That oh, was a great story. Yeah, no, that actually happened. It was. Oh, I laughed so hard. Wow. Yeah, stories like that. That's I that's love the it.
1: Co- that's the Coastie, man. That's the Coasties people right there. Yeah. Yeah, cool. that's, that's hardcore. Nice. Well, let's dig into a little bit on the podcast. What do you think, um, you know, you mentioned you watch the show, you, you like it. What do you think is the biggest thing or if you... Things that you like, or maybe a few episodes that stick out that you like about the show.
2: I think probably uh, some of the episodes I've enjoyed the most, especially the check nymphing one. Oh yeah, um, it gave uh, some practical ideas on like how to set up your rigging. Um, I've been saying I've been check nymphing for years now, and I do it all the time on the shoots. And it's a great way of kind of getting away from the crowd. Your fishing water a lot of people don't touch, mm-hmm. but I've been doing it wrong. So it completely changed the way I'm going to be doing my top fishing
1: come, come mm-hmm. June on the shoes. Yeah. Very helpful. Cool. Cool. Is there, is there anything that, you know, when you think about the show that, you know, things you would change or ways you can make it better, any, anything that it's missing or topics or anything like that?
2: Uh, no, And, um, like you say, uh, the more stories, I think probably the better. Um, I enjoyed the interview you had with, um, Jack over there at the evening hatch. Oh yeah. He's full of personality and character. And I love that. Yeah. Um, that kind of saltiness that's, (laughs) that gives, just gives, brings joy to my heart. You know, Mm -hmm. we love the rascals and Jack's just as good of a guy as they they come on the river. He really knows the click a tad and that, that region. So got a lot of respect for him.
1: Yep. Yep. No, it's cool. It's funny because I think one of the hardest things for me, Doing the interviews is, well, probably for anybody interviewing is when you get a guest that maybe isn't the most, maybe they're not on their A game, uh, you know, and you just gotta, you gotta find a way to bring it out, uh, you know, bring it out of them. And, and I guess there's some guests that maybe aren't the best guests to have on. Um, so that, that's a, I think I've struggled with that a few times, but, uh, I don't know. I mean,
3: well,
2: yeah. Yeah. And if you're interviewing an active guide, you're not getting the real stories. No, Um, they can't sanitize it. And nobody wants to go with a guide and then hear about themselves later. So, uh, they have great stories. I would love to read a book one day where it's like unfiltered. Here's what happened on this trip, you know? Um, but I don't think that book's possible just because if you're still actively guiding, you can't put that down on paper.
1: Right. Yep, Yep. You know,
2: so yeah
1: cool um
2: but it is entertaining
1: <laughs> I know I, I've had some good well, I have some good stories coming up uh, the next few guests uh, tomorrow is going to be uh, John Gearock, and he starts off I've been doing I haven't do, done this at the start but I've been adding a little short clip 30 second clip at the start of each episode, which I think is kind of a you know whatever you call it, it's the hook or something that's interesting and uh, and John explains what it was like in one of those Alaskan float planes when he thought he was kind of going down. And, right well yeah and it's just he's a he's a good story storyteller so he he tells some good story i mean like having him on is was easy you know what i mean the, the hard part yeah, was the hard part was cutting it yeah i mean the hard part was cutting the show short and it was actually i think it might be an hour and a half long wow but uh but that was the hard part i could he's have talked for four so hours original yeah. you know and, and to me he's
2: he's the real deal you know like, like what he talks about it's it, it rings true. Like he's actually done it and and lived that life. It's not a life I think I would like to live, but I'm a little envious that he was able to, to lead that.
1: Yep. Yep. Well, Um, you'll hear it tomorrow. You'll hear it tomorrow, but he, he basically, a lot of the reason he got to where he, why he led that life is that um, his dad basically was too busy working most of his life and, uh, and he didn't want to be like his dad you know he didn't have his dad didn't have enough time to fish and he wanted to make sure that in his life he would have plenty of time and so um so yeah anyways that's kind of how i feel too
2: like like i think everyone looks at their father and and they think well what what do i what does dad do that i really love and what does he do that i really don't want to repeat you know and my dad is it's a very good fisherman you know um in particular on his home water um there in northwest washington Mm -hmm. you know but but i don't I don't know if he's put in as much time on the water as he, pr- he probably would have liked in the last few years. Yeah. Um, so that's something. Yeah. Exactly. The, 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 another part I really liked about the podcast, you have that downloadable material on kind of lessons you've learned and things. That's, that was really helpful. I, I read through that, um, steel heading.
1: Oh, and oh, there's, some, there's a
2: lot of tips there. I yeah. Enjoyed. Some of
1: the tips. Well, it, it's funny you say that because this is actually, I was going to ask you a little bit, like a little bit off the air, but I'll just ask you now. I'm, I'm in the process I, i've I've done some free PDF downloads just to kind of you know help people give them more information, yeah. but also collect their emails and keep track you know keep in touch with them, because it's the easiest way to keep in touch with people is via email. So that's the reason I've done it, but what i what I'm doing now is actually um, taking it and taking it in a, in a, another step further, and I'm going to be producing an actual real full-on ebook, you know it's a book. It might even be, pub- yeah. it might even be pub- published eventually as a f- physical book, but right now it's just going to be a full ebook. So yeah, that, that will be, uh, I think I only hit on a few guests for the first thing, but this will be all 30 guests and basically their top tips, their top flies and, and some of their resources mm-hmm. for the- So it will be like season one of the podcast all in one book. Yeah. So I don't know if that would be And that's really, you know, th- the best fishermen that I've ever
2: read, they have, um, in Buddhism, they call it a beginner's mind. And, yeah and that means you're open to like i I have a friend of mine who's just an unnatural fisherman he He has this skill he can pick up fish in a mud puddle. I've never seen anything like hmm. it i I can see his rod tip moving it's like an antenna. you know what I mean, and the slide, he's just on it, huh. but he is always mixing it up a little bit. He's always trying something new, and yeah um he's always trying to learn and and a lot of those lessons are just not in books. You know, like, like later I'll, I'll go and I'll ask him, I'll say, you know, Don, you, you pulled two fish out there and you gave me the first five casts. What did I do wrong? Hmm. And he says, oh, you weren't using enough weight, you know, or, you know, you, you you were doing this. It's something I wasn't paying attention to. Yeah. And it makes all the difference. And then he, he put his hand on my shoulder and said, Dave, just remember, I'm just like you, only successful. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's nice that's a good that's a good Friends friend like that man exactly yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's perfect nice well let's uh let's jump into my a couple of my typical questions i ask uh all my all my guests um if you have uh if you had to pick one go-to fly what would it be uh, you could say oh, steelhead it has to be steelhead a black or bugger
3: oh good yeah have to
2: be a black woolly bugger yeah i mean it, that that'll that'll look anything Yep. I'd go for tarpon with that. They'd make the hook big enough.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's the fly. That is that is one of the flies. What about your uh do you have a bucket list uh location or species?
2: Um I I really love traveling up to Alaska.
1: hmm And
2: I, I would love to go to Patagonia someday and fish like Jurassic Lake and all that. Yep. Um I gotta tell you, I, I feel like I've only just barely like scrape the surface of what's out here right here in Oregon. I know. So like my goal for next year is not to spend all this time. I like to have at least a, you know, one to four ratio of drive time to fishing time. And and I really would like to explore like, you know, the Donner to Blitzen. Mm-hmm. I'd like to, to touch some of these rivers that I know are wonderful and that I've never seen before, but
1: yeah, right here in Oregon. Yeah. That, yeah. That's one so of there's the, there's a thing. lot of disputes. There is, there and, is. That's one of the things that I've, uh, I've definitely covered, I haven't got all around the world, but I've covered Oregon pretty much the whole thing. And yeah, I can tell you that for sure. I've been on the Donner and Blitzen and there's tons of really cool lakes out there. There's, I mean, yeah, Oregon's a pretty, you know, yeah, because you mix it up, you got the desert and then you got the West side. So it's, it's a pretty unique mix. And, uh, right. summer steelhead, winter or steelhead. I mean, we, we're, you know, we don't have a lot of the, some of the other species that you hear a lot about, you know, the the muskie and some of those kind of cr- big, crazy, you know, fish, but yeah, for trout, I think we're, we're pretty, we're doing pretty good. I, uh, I feel like this last season for
2: whatever reason, a, a switch got flipped and, um, I started picking up steelhead. I started having a lot more confidence hmm. than I have in the past. It was like, I, I turned a corner a little bit. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that is just kind of watching my friends and just kind of learning to have confidence. I'm not spending as much time walking around to new water or changing my flies. I'm yep. sticking with uh, what I know and, you know, I know the speed will, will
1: get them if I just am, am patient enough. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's a cool thing about it. And I, you know, all the guests I've had the first 30 with all the steelhead, I, and I've actually been listening back through them again, which is kind of funny. I'm trying to, as I write this book, I'm trying to make sure to get all the, the best tips and yeah, Scott McGarva episode 17, that guy's awesome. He, he really, laid it out. it's just the stuff you're talking about there about how, you know, pick, pick one fly that's, you don't need to mess with the flies. And then, yeah. and then, you know, start in close, you know, cover that water in tight, you know, you know, you don't have to do the hero casting. He just, he just broke everything down really nicely. And yeah, that, that one is, that's probably one of my, one of my favorite episodes it was, you know, he and he talked about the Dean, which is one of those destination rivers. Oh, which beautiful. I would love yeah. to, love to get up to. That, that's, and it's funny. I mean, I do feel like there's something to, um, you know,
2: at some point your fly color does change around October, November on the shoots. for example. You're going to yeah. want to go more darker colors, right? But I was on a trip with, with Rob Crandall there, a lot of time outfitters, um, in September around the Max Canyon area in the, shoot, the shoots. And we had two flies the whole time and that was it. There was one that was kind of more like a, a, a green butt skunk, but it was darker without those colors, um, kind of a light wet fly. And then there was more of a light intruder. Yep. And with a lot of black and kind of a, a little bit of blue in the base. And, and that was it. He says, if they're there, mm-hmm. we're going to get them. Yep. And I noticed when I look up and down the river, when it's crowded, I'm thinking about um, three out of every four people have their heads down looking through their fly box. Yeah. That magical fly. Wow,
1: you know, and and that's wasted time. Yeah, it is. So just have confidence in what you fish. It is. Yeah. It is for sure. Cool. Well, that is about all I have. I just wanted to wanted to touch base with you, and you know, thank you for supporting the show and and reaching out and letting me know you're you, you know you're there to help. So I, I think we're gonna probably be you know maybe next year finding some some stuff to to work together on. At least on the show, I know I've got a lot of ideas, and there's no way. I could possibly do everything on my own. So, yeah, let us we're going to definitely keep in touch. So uh, we'll, we'll just take it from there, I guess. That sounds great. Thanks, Dave. I really appreciate it. All right. We'll uh, talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. See ya. Okay. Thanks, Dave, for that great conversation. Now, up next is Glenn Zarboni. Glenn is a cool guy that I've been chatting to again, chatting with again. I'm not sure where, I think we connected on Facebook, I believe. Um, And uh, Glenn just has, um, you just hear that passion. He's just ready. He's ready to go all in. Um, So we talk a little bit about guiding, but he's, he's the guy that uh, one of the guys I think of when I, when I'm trying to think of guiding questions uh, for some of these guides. So, so take it away, Glenn. Let's uh let's hear what we have to say. How's it going, Glenn?
3: Not too bad. Thanks for having me, Dave.
1: Yeah, yeah, good to good to have you on here. We've been chatting for a little while on Facebook and on social a little bit about uh what you have going and you're you're a guide and um I've been trying to as I've been interviewing some of my guests thinking about some of the questions you you've had, um, and trying to propose those to some of my guests. So it's kind of cool to have you on here now to, to ask you some questions directly. So this, this is going to be fun. Cool. Um, so maybe you can just uh, talk a little bit briefly about how you got into fly fishing and then how you had how guiding
3: came to be. Okay. Well, um, I got into fly fishing when I moved to the Adirondacks, um, me and my wife were just, you know, driving around and I saw a bunch of people out in the river fly fishing and I've been a fisherman my whole life. And when I saw it, I was like, wow, I got to try this. So I stopped in at the local Orvis store, took a fly fishing 101 class and was hooked ever since.
1: Mm-hmm. And Orvis is, uh, that's pretty cool. The, the Orvis 101 class, the, that was like a just kind of intro to fly fishing. Did it include fly tying? What, what did that class entail?
3: Um it was basically a twenty minute class. Um about ten minutes of it was basic casting. Um they taught us a couple of knots. Uh they gave us fifty dollars off an Orvis clear water rod if you took the class. Uh-huh. Um and basically that was it. So wow. I ended up buying an Orvis uh learn to fly fishing book. And uh I went from there. I yeah. pretty much learned everything on my own. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. That's cool. And and now and now you ran, uh, ran across the podcast somewhere along the way. And, and, um, so what do you think has been when you look at, you know, the episodes that, that we've had on, um, what do you think has been the most, the biggest thing you've enjoyed about the show so far?
3: Um, what I like the best is, uh, the history, um, Jim teeny. I liked, uh, Rob snow white because, uh, he fishes the same rivers that I fish, um, out here on the salmon river. um, Deck Hogan was really good. I really like that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really like the history. Um, A lot of the tips are really great. Uh, Listening to the guys on how stuff has uh, come from, like, 30, 40 years ago up until the present day and, you know, different techniques. And uh, I really like the uh, Euro-nymphing. So when you had Devin Olsen on, that was was really good.
1: Yeah, yeah. What's your take on – this is kind of a random question, but your take on, uh, like – competition fly fishing and team usa and all that stuff you ever heard much about that
3: yeah i really enjoy it um they've been here in lake placid which is about an hour from my house uh-huh. so i've gone uh, twice and i've watched it it's, oh cool it's really really good and the guys are very firm they're not afraid to give you a um once their beat is done then you know they're they're willing to answer all kinds of questions for you so oh that's great i really appreciated that
1: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I've been trying to get Russell. Well, Russell Miller, I think will be on. He was going to do a little bit of a summary from uh, the 2018 uh, uh, tournament this year. So I might have him on to do a little summary there. But um, that's cool now. And what about on the podcast? Do you think is there um, anything that you think of that, you know, you might be able to uh, change about the show or any different episodes that you might like to hear about?
3: Well, I think you're on the right track by, uh, starting off with the steelheading and then, you know, you're in the trout series right now. So I think if you continue along that line, uh, maybe do, uh, you know, bass fishing or warm water, salt fishing, stuff like that. Um, I think that, you know, will grab a lot of, uh, different listeners. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm a sponge, so I'm willing to learn just about anything that's, uh, yep. that you got going, i th- you know, I really enjoy everything that you've done so far.
1: That's cool. No, I appreciate the support. And and do you think? Um, you know, it's funny because they're on, uh, like Apple. You know, which is kind of. Um, I, do you do you listen on an Apple device or on another type of device? Uh,
3: no, I listen on my Apple phone.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you have an Apple phone. So, so iTunes. You know, that whole Apple podcast. I think it's something like seventy percent of the people listen. You know, the listen to the podcast. Listen to some sort of a device there um and apple has this like connect thing where i can like go in and find out h- how long people listen just get some statistics on it but it's funny is i've had a little glitch so i haven't actually seen that yet but when you listen to an episode, oh. when you listen to an episode do you typically listen to just like short parts of it or the whole thing or what, how how long do you typically listen
3: well my commute to work is about an hour Okay. So I listen to as long as I can. And then on my way back, I'll finish. If I didn't finish up the episode, I'll finish it and then I'll start another one. Oh, cool. So it all depends on how long your episodes go for.
1: (laughs) Yep. So, so you're, so are you good then? Um, I mean, I've started out my episodes kind of around an hour. Are you good? Some of these episodes getting up to an hour and a half?
3: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, once I'm done, like if I get to work early, well then I'll, I'll listen to it in the break room. If not, on my way home, then I'll finish up whatever I didn't finish. Gotcha. So, if you want an hour and a half, two hours, I'd listen no matter what. Yep.
1: Nice, nice. No, that's good to hear. That's kind of how I, I listen as well. So, that, that's cool. Now, on flies, do you have uh, like one go-to fly pattern for um, for trout?
3: Yep. My go-to fly for trout is called the Sable Ugly. It's a local pattern. Um, it was developed by a gentleman who was a local guide named Richard Garfield. And... Uh, just amazing fly. It's all around. It's a modified woolly bugger. And uh, mm-hmm. it gets the job done. Yep. All right. And uh, what is,
1: when you think of a bucket list, you have a place or a species that you want to hit sometime?
3: Yeah, for me, it's going to be uh, Alaska. And I want to get up and get some uh, giant rainbow trout, maybe on some mice patterns.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. I was... Uh... I was trying to think again, I've got a, um, uh, Alaska guest coming on and I'll definitely mouse mousing was one topic. I'm not sure if she covers it, but it's something I might, uh, I will definitely cover if she uh, does some fishing up there, but yeah, I think Alaska, I could probably do a, I could probably do a whole season on Alaska if you think about it.
3: Oh, I'm sure you could. Yep. For sure. Uh, cool. So,
1: okay. And what do you think now on top of the, uh, the season, like a destination type season, would a, um, fly tying season. I, I was just thinking that the guys you, uh, who are the fly fish food guys, they came out with a podcast and, uh, and I actually had one of their, um, I had, I had them on, on an episode, but, uh, I've noticed that their podcast, they haven't been updating lately and it's all fly tying. I wonder if I had a fly tying season, would that be interesting to you hearing from people about and talking about fly tying specifically?
3: Oh, for sure. Um, I'm an avid fly tire myself, uh, so getting tips and tricks, you know, from big-name tires, that would be awesome. That would. Okay. Um, especially if you went into the history of fly design and stuff like that. That's
1: yeah, That catches
3: my interest anyway.
1: That is a great um, – yeah, I'm not sure if you listened to, um, oh, the Tom uh, – I think it was episode 19. Um, gosh, let me see if I can grab it real quick here. Um, it was the episode – he went into a little bit of history – on uh on steelhead flies and i just listened to yes. it again yeah i just listened to it again because i i'm kind of going through and trying to uh doing a little uh oh i'm kind of updating one of my ebooks kind of a pdf ebook so i'm trying to get some of the tips that i missed but um, i'm just looking at it now it's episode no it wasn't 19 it was um yeah it was 18 sorry tom Perro. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Tom yep. Perro And uh, and yeah, he went into some of the history on like, you know, the whole Atlantic salmon flies and how steelhead flies came from the trout flies, basically, of the time. Uh, but no, I love that stuff, too. I'm I'm hoping to do a little more of that as I can finding guests that can talk about that. So that's good to hear. I'm on the right track there. Um, so is there anything else oh, for you, sure? I, I, yeah, go ahead.
3: I really enjoyed your episode with uh, Jim Teeny and his development of the teeny fly. That was very interesting.
1: that's right, yeah, so does the teeny i know he he's been out in that area have you had you heard of the teeny net before that?
3: uh no, I didn't so I did a lot of research after that podcast, and uh very it's a very simple fly, Yep. and it's very effective here too. I've tied a few and very very effective. oh no I, kidding. I enjoy it.
1: that's cool. That's yep. cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell Jim about that. Yeah, he's a, he's an old friend of the family and uh, definitely was one of the guys that was part of the whole inventing the first, the early sinking lines, which is was pretty cool back in the 70s. Um,
3: wow, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Okay, well, let's see here. Um, yeah, those were kind of a couple of the main questions. Anything else you think about? Um, you know, I'm kind of in the process of not changing anything, but I have somebody uh, that reached out to me And he's kind of he was a listener and he wanted to find out if he can do anything to help the show. And I might I might bring him on just to help, uh, you know, help because it is it takes a lot of work, the scheduling, the guests. I mean, it is a lot of work and maybe bring him on and maybe even do some sort of a I don't know, have a a down the line, maybe some sort of a co-host. I'm not even sure. I mean, what would you think if if you brought on if there was a kind of a double like a co-host thing? Would that be, I think, a valid way to go?
3: Sure. Um I think you're I think you're very interesting. Uh the guests that you've had on are really great. Um you're providing a ton of information. Uh and I think it's information from beginners to even seasoned. I mean, I'm I'm a guide. Yeah. And I'm still learning quite a bit from your podcast and cool. guys that have been out there for 50, 60 years, they can offer a lot of information that anybody can use. Yeah. So and I think you keep it interesting. Um, yep. The names that you're bringing up are phenomenal. I, everybody from, you know, Phil Rowley was really good. Oh, uh, yeah. Your flight, uh I, I can't pronounce his last. I think it was Tim Camisa. Oh, Camisa, yeah. Yeah, he was really good. At, very interesting, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a powerhouse. So yeah, he is. I watch him on uh, his yep. videos and stuff, and very, very good.
1: That's the cool thing. So, that's the cool thing. The fact.
3: The fact that you're getting all these big names in. April Volkey was one of my favorite podcasts. Mm-hmm. He's very interesting. Yep. Um.
1: Cool. Well, I'll, I'll so just give I you. I think you're
3: on the right track.
1: I'll give you a rundown of my upcoming guests, just so you have a little, uh, a little. Well, you'll get a head start before uh, for anybody else here. Let me see if I can get to it here, and I'll, I'll give you a little update. Um. See if I'm if see if I'm continuing on the track because uh, I'm going to be mixing it up a little bit, but um. Yeah, so I have a uh, well next week I've got a pretty big guest. I'm not sure if you've uh read much of John Gearock, but he's coming on next week. He's kind of uh Um he's kind I've, of
3: I, he's on my bucket list to start
1: reading. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's 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 I haven't read a ton of his stuff either, but he's he's just got some pretty entertaining stuff. But we we got into a whole conversation that was just almost off off of fly fishing but so basically i'm gonna look at the next um five guests up until this episode will, will come it'll be uh john Girock, landon mayer is going to talk about streamers um i've oh, got cool i've got gary lewis coming on who i don't know if a lot of people know he has a tv show outdoor show we're going to talk about uh kind of get into some stuff um actually we're going to talk a little bit about hunting which is kind of funny that that's going to mix it up a little bit um and then i have a project healing waters guest and then i have uh, peter uh from Ascent Fly Fishing who is actually one of the sponsors of the show. So that's kind of that those would be the guests up until I do, oh. until I post this one with you and, and the gang. So it's pretty diverse. Sweet. That sounds
3: good. good. Um a little bit about Peter from Ascent Fishing. So that yeah. sounds pretty good.
1: Okay, and uh yeah, so on the uh, – one last thing before I let you go on the um, – uh, you probably listened to some of the episodes now that I've had the sponsors. Is that is that working out as far as uh, not too annoying? I just want to make sure they're kind of helping to support the show. Is that – have you heard any of those episodes where I, I do a little pr- the little – the ad rolls?
3: Yeah, and I think it's perfect. Um, if they're going to be sponsoring you, then you definitely have to mention them. And uh, I don't think it hurts your show one bit at all. Oh, cool. Good.
1: Good. Okay, that's good to hear. Okay, well, I mean, uh, Glenn, I, I, you know, I appreciate you. I definitely, like I said, I, um, when I ask questions now, um, because I've talked to a few guys, but we've talked a lot. Of, your name comes up in my mind when I'm trying to get answers for for when it comes up to guiding so I, I don't talk you know obviously the episodes aren't all guiding but occasionally i like to ask that question like how do people do it so you might hear that you might hear it in my voice as new episodes come up that you know you're kind of in, in the back of my mind thinking about the question. so uh I'll, I'll try to do my best to keep kind of serving you and do my best to give you some stuff to help you maybe i think your ultimate goal is to kind of kind of quit the day job and go all in on on guiding right that's correct all right. Hopefully within the
3: next two or three years.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm gonna keep the uh, I'm gonna keep an eye on you, and uh, and when that happens, I, I definitely give me an email or give me a call because I wanna I wanna follow up with you on that.
3: Oh, sweet. I appreciate that very much.
1: All right, Glenn. Well, uh, that's all I got for you. Definitely, uh, just again, thanks for uh, helping supporting the show, and we'll uh, keep in touch.
3: Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, and uh, continued success. All right. See ya. Bye bye.
1: All right. Thanks, Glenn. That was pretty awesome. Um I mean just the 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 passion and the support. That's pretty pretty cool to hear. I uh you know, I don't want to make this sound like kind of a love fest. Um, I mean, it is a celebration episode, but really appreciate uh, all the kind words there. And uh yeah, I mean, I think obviously um, a lot of the stuff as I noted um that when I think about in the show for guides, I kind of Glenn is one of the guys I think about um kind of planning for, so it makes sense. And again, at uh, Hook'Em Solid Guide Service, if you want to find Glenn. Uh, Up next is Josh uh, Clausen. And Josh has also a ton of experience with fly fishing. I guess that's the more I get into this, the more I realize a lot of the people that listen to the show are actually, um, have a ton of experience. I haven't caught with, uh, I have talked to kind of beginners, but um, don't have them here um, so far. But Josh is going to talk to us. He's coming from Wisconsin. We'll get into some of the driftless uh, area which is pretty cool. So I'm going to sit back and and uh sip a beer. Crack one here and uh and we'll listen to Josh.
4: How's it going Josh? Pretty good. How are you doing Dave?
1: Good. Good. Yeah, this is our uh this is kind of the year celebration. You know, it's been 52 episodes now doing the podcast, so I'm trying to do a little bit of outreach to people in the community those that I've connected with and and we've touched base on Instagram and I'm yeah I just want to ask you a few questions about uh, a little bit about the podcast and your background if that sounds good yeah for sure all right uh, maybe you can just start you know starting off would you rather uh, talk a little bit about maybe a story that uh, influenced you in fly fishing or maybe just talk about your background in fly fishing or how you got into yeah
4: it? um I actually grew up in North Dakota of all places and there's not a lot of fly fishing opportunity there, at least in the classic sense. So I must've been six or seven. And like a lot of people in my era, um, a river runs through it came out and it just sparked an interest in fly fishing. My dad was a, you know, a traditional fisherman, a gear fisherman, um, back there. And I, I wanted to learn how to fly fish. I had no one around to teach me or anything. So, back then I used to work for my grandpa for $2 an hour on the weekends (laughs) and I (laughs) saved up, uh, saved up my money and purchased like a Walmart Martin Mm -hmm. combo, um, fly rod combo. And we had a river in our backyard that had like bullheads and catfish, just kind of, um, rough fish in it. And I'd go down there and try and fly cast and trying to teach myself how to do things with a fly rod. And that was where I started you know, fishing for um, moon eyes and gold eyes were about the only thing that would take a fly out of there. And about that same time I started tying flies as well. Um, but being where I was located in North Dakota, I wasn't able to realistically chase any cold water species. So I became, um, more of a warm water fly fisherman and then taking periodic trips around the country as I got older to chase trout, um, mainly trout. And then, um, about four or five years ago, me and my, uh, my anniversary is in October. Um, and that's when the steelhead run on the Brule in Wisconsin. into Lake superior tributary. So me and my wife went up there for her anniversary, which was actually pretty cool about four or five years ago and kind of fell in love with Wisconsin and um, relocated my family down here hmm. and have been just stomping around the driftless for the last few years, chasing a lot of stream trout and then in the spring and fall, um, Lake Michigan tributary fish and Lake superior fish too. Uh,
1: oh yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So you're, you're right in the Great Lakes. There's definitely, uh, I've had a few guests on that we've talked about uh, some of the, you know, some of that area. Have you uh, heard of, heard any of those? I guess, I think, I'm not sure if any of those were directly with Wisconsin, but I think we had some Michigan. No, there,
4: there's, so. yeah, there's a couple out of Michigan. Um, it was Pete uh, Humphreys. Yeah. That episode was, that was good. Um, just, they, they fish differently over there. They're fishing out of boats. Um, oh, yeah. The trips around here are a little smaller, so we're wade fishing, um, but. Dude, I picked up the spay game, I don't know, four or five years ago as well, yep. and uh, really got into that. I um, actually spent last weekend up on the Brule swinging Flies. Um, But yeah, I mean... Mm. That's cool. Uh, yeah, we're in
1: a... Uh, now that I'm in kind of season two, I guess when we're doing this, uh, it's, you know, we're kind of... Well, I guess I just had a, a Frank uh, Moron who was a steelheader, so I still have some guests out there, but... I've been focusing on trout lately. Um, when we talk about the podcast, is there anything that, um, you know, when you think about it specifically, either an episode or a part of the show, you know, that you've enjoyed, um, that kind of sticks out to you?
4: Um, yeah, I mean, there's a handful. There's a lot of good episodes that you've got in your, uh, archives, if you will. Um, I've listened to quite a few of them. Um, yeah like you said the first season was all steelhead and that's something i haven't yet to do is the actually saltwater run steelhead uh, pacific northwest so it's it's very interesting all of it learning a lot just picking up different things from individual Mm -hmm. people or guests that you have on um i guess the generally towards the end of each episode you throw just some rapid fire questions out favorite fly home river Mm -hmm. things of that nature You, you get a little more intimate knowledge of the guest and kind of really what they're you know their take on it is it's a little more personal at that point mm-hmm. and just picking up different fly patterns things of that nature things that sit down and try and tie you know dreaming about some pacific northwest trip in the future um but there's been some i mean some of the old time guys you've had on too it's cool to hear the history yeah. i mean even that one I believe it was your father um, yeah. was on and if I remember right, he came up with the Max Canyon. That's pattern. Right. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause I was um, doing some just online research, getting geared up for fall and stuff. And I'd actually tied up five or six of them. And that oh, was cool. really neat. Just to like, that's your dad. He invented that fly that I had tied recently. Um, nice. That was kind of a cool deal. Um, another one that I thought was really cool was um, the one with April. Uh, yeah. Volki. And I'm, I listened to her podcast as well, anchored. And mm-hmm. it's, it's cool to hear, the host of another podcast on a podcast. Oh, really?
1: Yeah.
4: Um, and just, I mean, she's so cool too. I mean, just everything that she does, yeah. I mean, she's a very unique person. Um, well, that was a good one. I mean, anything that gets really techie kind of high level stuff, um, casting dynamics with, uh, line speed Jedi mm-hmm. one, that was really cool to get in the dynamics of the spay cast. Um, mm-hmm. even the, was it Davy Woden. Yeah. Ron, yeah. Um, Martin, yeah. Tradition, traditional wet flies and, you know, running a team of flies across and the different ways that they would fish those overseas um, and kind of bringing some of that knowledge into the single-hand game around here. Um, and then there was one you had on where a guy really dived into um, lines, different line companies and oh, manufacture of Oh, yeah, yeah
1: Barney, Barney Wong.
4: Yeah, yeah, that was pretty neat too. Um, what was the other one? Summer steelhead. Oh um, yeah, Tom Larrimer. Absolutely, that getting in where he was talking about different vegetation on the bank, <laughs> sun position, Isn't that crazy? stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I it know.
4: is. It really makes you stop and think, and you don't you don't hear a lot of that out there on any podcast. Getting into that level of detail, and that's mm-hmm. I mean, doing this for over twenty years, just the fly fishing thing, that um, puts new perspective on things that I have maybe never thought about, mm-hmm. and really kind of makes me. Take their experience and apply it to my scenario. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, that's cool. Those are great, uh, great insights for sure. Because that's something I try to get out. You know that comes out sometimes, and you know I don't always get those nice, uh, those nice tips. But yeah, some of the guests have shared some really cool stuff, and I've heard some awesome stories. You know, people definitely have. You know, well, like yours there with the Max is pretty cool. I had one where a guy, I think he was also yeah, he was Great Lakes. He said. Um, he had never swung flies over there. And he, after listening to a couple of the episodes, he, he picked it up and he caught his first five steelhead. I think, I think maybe he caught three on one trip or something. And he he emailed me back. was like, man, you know, uh, yeah, totally. It was like, man, that's amazing. I mean, that's, and you know, on this show, basically for me is just what you described. I mean, that's, that's kind of why I'm here is just to help get some of that knowledge out. So people can, you know, learn a little bit, think differently. And, and so it's good to hear that that's that's resonating with you, Loa. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Um,
4: yeah, I know. it's cool.
1: Yeah. So, so I was gonna was thinking just um, a little more about, um, I guess. Well, there, there's one side of it as far as some of the, um, you know, some of the good stuff. If you think about the show, anything that maybe you would change or add or topics or anything that comes to mind when you think about, you know, maybe a way that um, you know we can make it better.
4: Um, I I mean, I think you do a very good job with it. Uh, the guests, you got a good lineup of guests coming on, very knowledgeable people. There's a lot of information that comes out. Um, I don't know, broaden the horizons a little bit, I guess. I mean, I, I love the steelhead episodes. I love the trout stuff. I mean, you're thinking anything Yeah. other species that obviously your focus for season one was more of the steelhead game. Season two was yep. all trout. Um,
1: Yep, no, I am. I'm focusing actually season three. I've been hinting at it a little bit, trying to get people's feedback. But I'm gonna, pretty sure I'm gonna do a DIY, uh, like a destination sort of season. Oh, very cool. So yeah, yeah. so I've yeah, already got. That'd
4: yeah. be excellent.
1: Oh, cool. So I'm gonna do like, um, yeah, I've got a few already. I've got like a, a bonefish um, one. I've got like a giant trevally and. Some Argentina stuff. So I, I'm trying to, and the DIY thing is a little bit tough. Tough with salt water. So I might even do, like even like a musky. So I don't know. Yeah, if you had any ideas oh, yeah, as yeah. far as, uh, you know, like destination or DIY type, um, you know, um, episodes I could do. That'd be that'd be cool. I could we keep in touch <laughs> online.
4: Yeah, right on. No, I used to chase um walleyes <laughs> on oh, <yeah. laughs> Devils Lake, in Dakota, in the spring with fly gear. Uh huh. Um, just. No one's doing it. No one ever does it. You hear a lot about people chasing pike, northern pike, yep. um, as well as muskies, the, you know, the big predatory fish, but never really hear anything about walleyes and they're a predator and they eat bait fish and yep. why wouldn't they eat a streamer, you know? Exactly. exactly. They don't exactly jump out of the water. Um, One well on smallies would be cool too, you right. know? I mean, there's, there's so many classifications of smallie water too. If you're fishing big lakes, small lakes, big rivers, small rivers, um, mm-hmm. they all kind of have their own dynamic. Yeah yeah they do that's cool what is
1: um if you think about your uh, you know say your go-to fly pattern
4: um do you have one that you i guess we're we're talking what's the species
1: you chase most often
4: down here um browns and trout in the spring creeks cool do you have a Um, do you have a fly that's kind of your go-to go-to down here depends on the time of year how about this time this time of year, season's closed. <laughs> oh, it
1: is. It's totally closed, really. Yeah, it closes. closes, closes oh, yeah, because it's from... fall. Yeah, because you're chasing browns. Yep. yep. That's right. Yep. So yep. so I guess That's... it's going to open up in the uh, spring or winter, late winter? Uh,
4: they have a catch and release season. that opens up January 1. Okay. That's and cool. then first Sunday in May. And that time of year, I mean, anything top water is going to be midges, um, but subsurface stuff, all your nymphs work. Okay. I've got, I mean, just as far as a go-to fly around here that seems to always work. I mean, granted, I, I really like catching fish up on top, but. Um, one that really seems to always catch fish. Um, it's, it's a pattern I came up with myself. It's similar to a Frenchie. Uh-huh. Um, think of an oversized, uh, zebra midge with a yeah. orange hot collar on it. Oh, a yeah. of dubbing pretty much what it is. Golden pheasant tail on it. I, it's funny because you talk to anyone from, or about the driftless region and the fly pattern, the pink squirrel always comes up. <laughs> it's essentially a hair's ear tied with squirrel hair and then a hot pink collar on it. Um, that's, I mean, if you can envision that, that's a pink squirrel. Yeah. Um, I've always been one to not go with the flow, so I wanted to come up with my own pattern that worked just as good, um, and I, I believe I did with that one, and I call it the squirrel killer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, but no, it's basically black dubbing with a gold rib, um, golden pheasant. Okay. And, uh, tail, um, and then orange, usually use uh, Sanyo's laser dub, hot oh, yeah. orange. Yeah. And then a silver bead um, okay. on it. Perfect. And just put a lot of fish to hand.
1: Nice. Um, do you have a, uh, so do you have a bucket list uh, place you'd like to go to destination anywhere, anywhere in the world or species or anything, anything comes to mind?
4: Uh, Taman in Mongolia or steelhead and Kamchatka. Oh, nice. Those are my two bucket list items. <laughs> yep. Those... I got up to Alaska when I was like 15. Um, And I was fly fishing at that point. My dad wasn't, but I went with him and I tried to do everything, fly fishing up there and got into a bunch of different species of fish. So that was super cool. And I've been trying to get back up there ever since, but, um, life and kids and life kind of happened. And my kids are getting old enough now to where, um, a couple of years now we'll get back out there with me and my boys. Uh huh.
1: Cool. Cool. Well, yeah, I think, um, those were kind of a few of the questions I wanted to check in with you. I appreciate you, uh, supporting, you know, the show and, um, You know all the all the feedback here i'll definitely keep in touch with you is there any um you know if uh, people do you have a like a website or anything you want to share to get out there or any anything where people can you know find that stuff or a local shop i know the driftless area is one place that i i hopefully will have a guest to, to interview hopefully sometime soon yeah
4: um i personally don't i guess i have i got a youtube channel called saturdays in the driftless it's just something i throw some little videos oh, together nice. i've been trying to do little video reports so awesome. um, it's me out in my kids perfect um that's great and i guess i don't know if you're you're probably not aware of this but i'm affiliated with a, an ice fishing television show oh no kidding <laughs> i don't i don't know if we want to promote anything of that on here because yeah, it's not exactly related but,
1: if you want to no it's all it's all good yeah if you if you want to show yeah
4: yeah it's it's called fish addictions tv uh-huh. um, based out of and Forks, North Dakota, originally where I'm from, and me and a buddy started it about four years ago, and it's kind of taken off. and Cool. But, yeah, it's huh. something fun to do in the wintertime when it gets cold and everything's locked up around here.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I was uh... – I was on the. I was a guest on the uh, Fish Nerds podcast. I'm not sure if you ever heard of that one, but he's got. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fisher and he's. I think he is. He somehow he's connected to the ice fishing. Maybe he had a guest on, but yeah, he's talked quite a bit about ice fishing. I think he actually is a guide. He, he's like an ice fishing guide.
4: Okay, cool, or, or yeah. something
1: like that. So we chatted about. Yeah, you might want to check in with him and see about maybe coordinating on. Um, you know, I don't know, getting on his show or chat. He's a pretty cool guy.
4: Right on. Yeah, that'd be cool. So,
1: all right, Josh, well, uh, yeah, I'll let you go. Just want to thank you again and uh, let's let's keep in touch as, as we move on here.
4: Yeah, for sure. Sounds good, man. Thanks for the opportunity. You bet. There you
1: go. That was pretty good, Josh. Thanks for taking the time. As you can tell, it uh, it was pretty cool for me to hear, you know, again, the uh, talking about my dad and how that uh, episode resonated with Josh as well and so many other people out there, I guess it kind of hits on that family piece. And, you know, basically the same thing we're doing here with the, the podcast, just kind of creating a little, a little community, a little family. So, so it's all good. It's kind of funny too, with my dad, I've kind of, you know, out in, in our area out here, he's definitely known for, you know, especially the fly I've guided for a lot of years, but I've kind of gone into this kind of trying to stay under the radar and kind of doing this thing on my own. And uh, and I've done that, and you know now obviously the word's getting out a little bit that I've got a little other little background there, so that's that's cool. But um, yeah, we're gonna jump into the next one uh, with Steve, and this one is uh, another great conversation I had. Steve is a uh, is a veteran. He's part of uh, Project Healing Waters, and he tells this story about um, the issues he has waiting in the stream for steelhead because of his injuries. And, um, you know, this one really resonates with me, especially as I have a a project healing waters episode coming up. So I hope you enjoy. And, uh, here's Steve. How's it going, Steve?
0: Good, Dave. Good to finally uh,
1: talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is pretty cool. I've, I'm starting to get around and check in with a few of the listeners and people that listen to the podcast that have, I've connected with down the line. And I, I can't remember when we first connected, but we've been chatting a little bit on email and social and stuff like that. So, so yeah, we're right. just going to dig into a little bit of your, your history. Do you want to tell us maybe first how you, um, got into fly fishing and, and kind of where you're at these days?
0: Oh, gosh. Well, uh, Really uh I started with uh yeah, hot and heavy with uh Project Healing Waters up here at JBLM with the group here. Chuck Ty was uh he's also the regional coordinator and uh the the leader for the group out of here and that's that's the one I really started hot and heavy with with those guys. But uh the main reason I got up here to the Pacific Northwest was uh was for the fishing. Um uh, you know I was in the military and uh I picked a unit that was up here unfortunately the unit I went to was the unit that lived in the field so I never got the fish huh. but uh yeah but after retirement and uh trying to heal up and and get whole again I linked up with the project healing water guys and uh uh-huh. and those guys have uh, have really got me have got me going so that's yeah cool. that's 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 how we got it. Cool.
1: And you're up in the Washington yeah. state.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right outside a uh, joint base, Lewis McCord.
1: Oh, right. Right. So what is the closest, uh, and you do a little bit of steelhead fishing. Is that usually what you're doing?
0: Yeah, we, you know, we try and get down. There's a, in, in the group that I'm in, there's a lot of good steelhead fisher, uh, fishermen. So, you know, I go out with those guys and, uh, you know, these guys are just phenomenal. They've, they teach me all kinds of stuff, and these guys—they do center pinning and all that other stuff. Yeah, I haven't gotten into all that yet, but uh, yep. I'm still trying to, still trying to get the steelhead side down. But yeah, those guys are the ones that go out and show me how to do it. And uh, cool, yeah. So cool. that, is, yeah.
1: What um, I was going to talk a little bit about the podcast, but before we jump into that, um, what what do you think has been your biggest uh, kind of your biggest struggle with uh, steelheading? What do you think is the one thing that you could uh, maybe improve on or or biggest challenge for you?
0: Well, you know, with my, you know, with my group, a lot of us are disabled, but especially with me, I really don't feel anything uh, in my feet and and below my knees. So once I get out there, start waiting and, uh, and, you know, you're going through a run and like, let's say something on the cowlitz and there's a lot of big boulders and stuff out there and, and I have a hard time making it through the run. So yeah. a lot of times if the run's crowded or something, I'll pull myself out, uh, you know, let somebody, people go by and gotcha. it's just, you know, somebody catches a fish in front of it. As I all like go by and that really sucks, but yep. it's just the right thing to do. But uh, yeah. yeah, so, so I, you know, and, I, and yeah, so I struggle with that, but, uh, yep. and just, just try to make it through a run. A lot of times I end up sitting Sitting stagnant too long in a, in a run, yeah, you know, just because it's hard to make it through. But you know, gotcha. You take your spills and you get some water down your waders, and then you just drive on and you keep going. But it's a lot of fun. So gotcha. Yeah. So that's the hardest part.
1: Yep. And were you uh, now? And I'm not even sure your age was. Was this? Were you in Iraq or what? What uh, war? Or what were you in?
0: So I uh, I retired around uh, the end of 2000, right right as the uh, th- this Iraq war started. Oh, okay. So gotcha. yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, I guess the main thing I want to check in with you here is we're trying to just do, you know, celebrating a little bit of the everybody out there who kind of is hopefully learning from the podcast and maybe taking, you know, I've got a lot of people that I've interviewed that are pretty, uh, pretty knowledgeable and stuff like that. So I just want to ask you first uh, with the podcast, what do you think is the, the thing that you, you know, you like most about it? Or, or I don't know if there's an episode that sticks out or something that, you know, the reason you've listened to some of the episodes.
0: Well, you know, there's a lot of good podcasts out there, but what I really enjoy about yours Dave is it's, uh, it's really oriented towards the Pacific Northwest. Mm. And uh, it's oriented towards the fishing that we do up here. Uh, a lot of the guys you you have on your show are from around here. Uh, yeah. They talk about the waters that we fish up here. And, uh, you know, I mean, I like listening to all kinds of guys and all kinds of fishing, but I really enjoy listening to the guys who kind of, fish the waters that we fish, yeah. especially if they're kind of masters at it, you hmm. know. So you have a lot of those guys. So gotcha. I really listen to those guys, and, and I, I learn a lot from them. That's So cool. that's what I really enjoy. So it's, it's oriented towards our waters and the type of fishing that we do.
1: Gotcha. Up no, here. Uh, that's good to hear. Yeah. You're actually the first person that's actually that I've heard this I haven't thought that much about it because I have gotten around and talked to a few people for in fact I just interviewed I'm um, getting ready to uh, Kelly Gallup, who is a um who's a big uh, Montana not too far away, but a big big Montana streamer, right. streamer guy. But I just learned to, when I talked to him that he was a big steelhead guy for many, many years before he got into right. the whole you know, so we talked a little bit about that. But no, that's that's good to hear that, yeah, that just the local that uh, And I actually don't even know. That's the funny thing. I should probably be better at my own numbers, but I don't, I'm not even sure what percentage of people listen are from kind of this area. But I, I just kind of guess that it's, yeah, it's more than half probably that are from this, the Western. Right. Yeah. Okay. And um, so if you look at the other side of it, what do you think? Is there anything, you know, that potentially we could do, you know, differently on the show to make it more beneficial for you or different topics we could talk about or any anything that we could tweak to make it just better, more, better for you, better experience?
0: Oh, we, you know, I, uh, I really like the fly tying portion. Mm. So when you get the the guys, uh, on there talking about fly tying and stuff like that, I really enjoy that and, and kind of, uh, cause I'm not, ai you know, I understand, I do a lot of fly tying and I understand the whole part about it, but I'm not an innovator, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm never going to come up with my own patterns and stuff like that. Uh, so I enjoy uh, that side of it, how these guys come up with their their patterns and, and whatnot. And, and so I enjoy that part when you have the fly tire guys on there. Yep. And, uh, and, and so I'm looking forward to when you start getting these fly tire guys on there. Nice. And hearing their side of it, yeah.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, that's good. I guess uh, that's definitely one of the things. I think the more people I talk to now, I think – I'm starting to think about season three and four and five coming up, and I think flight tying will be probably season four. So I think I've got a, a DIY season coming up that's going to be uh, touching on some um some stuff that are, you know, really around the world, but, but yeah, fly time will be shortly, right. shortly thereafter. And I'll sprinkle in some fly tires as well. You know, plus a lot of the people we talk to, we, I, I try to always dig into a little bit of uh, their flies at least what they use, but yeah, that's, that's good. Right. Yeah. That's good to hear. Okay. Now, and for you, what do you think, um, I, I guess for steelhead or whatever you want to pick, what what would be your go-to fly or maybe a go-to fly for trout or steelhead? What What would you, what would you say?
0: Well, over this past uh, year, I I really got into streamers. I tried to fish a lot of streamers, and I I tried to study that whole thing. And uh and uh, there we have a chapter of the muskie cha- uh, chapter uh, oh, yeah. chapter from the muskie's uh-huh. ink up here, and they fish the tiger muskies. Huh. And so I started uh, investigating that, and I tried uh, fishing the tiger muskies that we have in the lakes up here in Washington, what I found out really quick is you got to have a, a pretty good boat. Uh, you know, I got a Livingston boat and it does. Okay. It does. Okay. But you know, when you got a fish following your fly, that's about as long as your leg and it swallows that fly and, uh, (laughs) it starts going wild. You have to kind of be able to make your way around the boat. Yeah. Uh, and the Livingston with that, with the center, the way it goes down the center there, it's not really built for that, but, uh, so, yeah. So hmm. you kind of have to have some room to move around on the boat and then get that big sucker up in the boat and whatnot yep. and, and deal with it and then let it go because you don't want to hurt the fish and, right. and whatnot. So, huh. yeah. So that's a, I'm kind of looking into getting a, a new boat for that. Gotcha. Uh, but this last year, I really got into the streamer fish and tried to do that whole thing.
1: That's cool. So, where are you? And, uh, and where are you fishing now? So you're up there. So, where, where are you fishing for muskie?
0: Uh, lake taps. They have lake taps. Lake Merwin, uh, they have it. And, uh, the other, the kind of forget the name of the other, uh, the big dam out there by the college.
1: Oh, really? Wow. So God, I didn't even realize yeah. that. That, that's, that's cool. I, I should probably, yeah. uh-huh. Wow. So you're out there. Yeah. So it's a, cool.
0: It's a lot of fun, Dave. Let me huh. tell you, it was, nothing will get your heart beating Like watching was, a fish as big as your leg, follow your fly. So.
1: That's pretty cool. I was just, so, I had another interview. I can't, it's not out yet, but I'm trying to think of who it was. Um, but we were talking about trout, but we got into musky, talking about musky. Because, oh, it was uh, George Daniel um, who who is gonna uh-huh. coming out a little bit later. But yeah, we started talking about musky, and he just started talking about how passionate he was. He's kind of known more for trout, I guess, but how how much he loves the musky fishing. And right. uh, and God, I didn't even realize I might have to hit you up and uh, <laughs> make make my way yeah. up there eventually. And, uh, Come on up, Dave. It's cool. a blast.
0: Let me tell you, that's awesome. You know, so they'll, they'll make you give they'll make you give up trout.
1: No kidding. Yeah. So what's the, uh, so uh, if you had to pick, do you have a common fly you like to use for them?
0: Well, you know, I, I started, you know, I started not knowing anything about them. I started tying these big musky flies and stuff like that. And I found out really quick that the tiger musky up here don't really go after those big musky flies huh. that uh, the guys like in the Midwest. And oh, stuff okay. Use. Gotcha. And those guys, you know, they throw them in the rivers and a lot of those flies, because they're in the rivers, they animate themselves. Yeah. And our muskie are in lakes up here. And so You've, you're, you, you have to do animate it. the fly. Yep. So, um, and, and the lakes and they're crystal clear. So a lot of times they're following your fly. And as the, you know, you can't take a muskie unless it's over 50 inches. Oh, Not wow. that anybody's taking the muskie, but you got to be 50 inches or larger. So a lot of these muskie have been caught so many times. Wow. that They're pretty wide. Huh. So as they as they're following your fly up to the boat, and they once they see you or the boat, yep. boom, they're gone. They huh. turn away and they're gone. So they're pretty wise. So Damn.
1: Um, that's Yeah. that's awesome though. You're getting so, a chase. So in.
0: I I just I kind of been simplifying those flies, you know, tying them either with some bucktail deceivers or some uh, some sheep hair, something like that, down on the two watts, and trying gotcha. to just just doing a really good strip set set on those on when they when they
1: take them. Huh? That's awesome. Yeah, that might be a cool uh yeah. finding a guest that 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 uh fishes that that fishery or somewhere up there might be cool to to have on as well. Yeah. Oh,
0: hey, I got a I got a perfect guy for you.
1: Oh, good. Good. Yeah, yeah. May, maybe yeah. When, that might be a good uh yeah, we'll we'll follow up on that. So uh so do you have a uh like a fish species or like a bucket list somewhere in the country or world that you you would love to get out to and fish that you haven't <clears> hit
0: yet? Well, you know, we were just talking last night at the Thai, Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Healing Waters Thai night. Uh, one of the guys is flying out to the Seychelles. Oh, yeah. This week and <laughs> going to fish Trevally and bonefish yep. out there. I mean, that would be a dream trip. I That's would love it. to do something like that. But uh, I was just thinking about this today. You know, I really kind of envy the guys who, <clears throat> kind of like Phil Rowley, you know, he, mm-hmm. he just does steal water. And then a lot of guys up here, they just fish the sound for sea run cutthroats and, you know, coho or whatever. You know, I kind of envy those guys because they they specialize their gear and their tying just towards that type of fishing. (laughs) And me, I'm kind of like, I I like everything, you know, I'm all over the place. Sure. So I got, you know, I got, I got poles for steel water and I got poles for this and I got, you know, tying material for this. So. Uh, this week I'll tie, you know, like I'll maybe visit Phil Raleigh's website and I'll type a bunch of still waters and then go hit some lakes and, and then we'll, we may go down to the, you know, the hoe or something and fish, you know, uh, fish out there. So then I'll try some, tie some of those flies. And so I'm like all over the place. That's cool. So I'm. Yeah. Yeah. I've never really been getting any good at one. I just kind of envy those guys who just kind of stick to one type of fishing, you know?
1: Yeah. No, I, I like, uh, like,
0: like Tom Lerman, you know, he just steelhead fishes, right? Well, he, and, but you know, what I learned
1: about Tom is that he actually, he did, but he's also a big trout guy, too. So I think, I think a lot of them bounce around, you know, they like, they get into one thing and then they move on and do something else, you know, and get into that yeah. thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, you're – I mean, you've got a lot of interest. I mean – and I do have a guest on that talks – it's going to be on probably early next year on the Seychelles, um, uh, Captain Jack, who's a big Uh – he's he's a big guy. He fishes all those areas, and uh, we had a good conversation. But, um, well, what what do you think – I mean, the last kind of last question I was going to ask you is – you know, what What do you think it is about fly fishing for you that is the one thing that, you know, you really love or that thing that's just that passion? Is there anything that sticks out that, that is, you know, keeps you going? And
0: Oh, gosh. I, uh, I, well, well, and this, the, over the past year, like I said, I got into streamers. And I think what really drew me to that was the heat, you know, and nothing, you know, it's, I, I guess other than watching a big musky swallow your fly to watch you know you throw a big white streamer out there and watch a big trout yeah come up and swallow that swallow that streamer huh. or hit that streamer is it's you know it's exciting yep and uh so you know I, I and and then of course once the the fish takes it, you can feel the head shakes and whatnot,
2: yep and,
0: so yeah i just uh i think the technical aspects the the whole getting out there and just, just doing the whole thing, just being a part of it. I think I, it's really
1: totally,
0: you know, like we kind of talked before, Dave. You know, your mind can only do one thing at at a time, right? Yep. So you you get out there and you're fly fishing, and everything else just kind of fades away, right? That's right. That's so the... all your all your pains and troubles and everything, and you're out there in nature and yep and just having a good time.
1: No, that's that's it. That's it. That's, it. that's cool. Yeah, and I love the here in the healing waters. I I didn't know a lot about what they what they were all about other than just generally. So I I have Jerry Lorang who's going to come on, um, in a few weeks and, uh, and talk about Uh healing waters. And, you know, I, I know there's so many stories and actually the one thing I was a little bit bummed on that show because, you know, what I wanted to get into, because, you know, I, I don't know if you like this about the podcast, but I love the stories, you know, I I love hearing like some of the stuff that these people have done and and the people, they, the connections they made and, And Project Healing Waters is all about the stories. And that was one thing with Jerry I asked about that. I was like, can you break out a couple of stories? And he kind of played the card like, well, you know... Can of got to get permission? Right, you can't talk about anybody, right. and and I understand that. But I, so I'm hoping that eventually maybe I could uh, maybe meet up with some of the people, and you know may, maybe there's other people. I, it sounds like you've been you know have a good connection, but just to hear some of the stories and the um you know the impact um you know of healing water. I mean, is that something that resonates with you? Is there has healing waters had a big impact on you?
0: Yeah, I mean. Uh, the guys we have up here is a great bunch of guys. And uh, I I feel really fortunate to be part of this group because they're really, uh, really good fishermen. You know, a lot of them are really good fishermen. I've learned so much from them. Yeah. So, and, and are they and are uh, they
1: part of the, like, how does it work? So do you have the people that are kind of, like, there's people that come in and help teach, and there's people that are actually uh, wounded veterans, and there's, like, how, what is that? Like, who, who are the people, the great fishermen, or is it just a mix?
0: Yeah, well, we have, uh, you know, we have both uh, retired uh, disabled guys. We have uh, active duty disabled guys. We have guys that volunteer uh, who come in and help uh, you know, with the program. So we have uh, disabled people and we have volunteers. And uh, uh, both of those, some of those guys, a lot of the disabled guys, I mean, we have guys, who, like we had a guy show up last night who's never tied anything. and. We just sat him down at the vice and said, "Okay, come on, bud. Let's uh, let's put a hook in the vise and let's yeah. tie up a. You know, we normally start him on a wooly booger, yep. right? So, and uh, sit him down and and uh, and we start him on there, and then and we start planning trips and we have invite them along, and you know, and yeah. Uh, huh. and yeah, I mean, we That's you cool. know we do we have all we have you know like we have every year we have this thing called the two fly competition." up here where uh, people come and volunteers come and every boat has one uh, disabled vet, and one one volunteer and, the, and a judge and the judge is a rower. And, uh, and you're every uh, fisherman in the boat's allowed two flies. So it's kind of a strategy. Huh. And the, 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 fisher, the, two, the people who are fishing have to strategize, okay, what two flies are we gonna take? And that's the only two, and you have to take exactly the same flies. So, yeah. uh, you start fishing those flies and if you, if you break off or you lose those flies, your day's over. Huh. And so, yeah. And so you, you fish those two flies all day long Wow. and, uh, you know, the biggest and the biggest fish wins at the end of the day. <laughs> so it's really fun and it's a lot of volunteers and it's, uh, it's, but it's two days and it's, you know, a lot yep. of, a lot of good people and we come together and we have a good time and that's awesome. So, yeah, that's cool. Cool. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah. What's your best thing to do, Dave, is, you know, come on up here with us one time and come out fishing with us or yeah. your group down there. That's the best way to sure. get out there and get get to know those guys. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I guess
1: that's one of the things I could do. Yeah, I can actually bring, even though I'm not a veteran, I can still partake and, and help teach or just Absolutely, be, a, just be yeah. a part of the group. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They they'd love to have you. Well, do you think? Um,
1: have, you. have has anybody you know? Has the show uh, have have other guys listened to the show? the The podcast out out there that you've heard of that you know it's been helpful. Oh, I'm
0: sure. Yeah, I'm sure they have. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah
1: cool yeah we're yep. we're slowly uh trying to you know build build a, you know, our own little movement you know that's the cool thing about it i think you know the the project healing waters is such a powerful thing you know obviously the the podcast I have going isn't isn't the same level but i'm I'm trying to do a similar thing you know I'm just trying to build this little movement about you know trying to teach people and you know, I think <laughs> the more people I've talked about this right. before, but the more people that get into fly fishing, the the better off we're going to be. So, so it's cool to, to to listen to the group you're involved with. Um, well, I'll I'll, right. I'll let you get going. Um, I just uh, you know, if if people wanted to get in touch with uh, you or or your group, is there? Do you want to give a, a shout out to any place your your uh,
0: local group or anything else? Yeah, I mean, we're on the web. Uh, the Project Healing Waters the website. You can just look up there in the in the Northwest region. And uh, we're out of the JBLM chapter.
1: uh, JBLM?
0: Yeah, JBLM, which stands for Joint Base Lewis-McChord. Oh, that's right. Used to be, you know, back when it, so, you know, used to be Fort Lewis. Yeah. Used to be the Army side and the McCord Air Force Base. Oh, yeah. You know, everybody's combined now. So it's now all combined. The, The Army base and the Air Force Base have combined. So it's now the joint base Lewis McCormick. That makes sense. I
1: always wondered about that with the armed forces. Why, why the, uh, you know, the force separations, why not have it uh, as just a joint? You know, that sounds like they're, they're getting the picture that that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I mean, they talked about that for years, making a purple force, you know, everything, but yeah, yeah, (laughs) too many politics
1: too many politics yeah that's right that's right (laughs) all right steve well uh, i appreciate you come on we uh this is a fun conversation and i'll I'll keep in touch with you here online and uh, email or and just uh make sure to yeah and if i can get up there that would be really cool I'll, i'll try to touch base with you guys okay dave all right thanks a lot
0: all right talk to you later bye
1: that was a lot of fun uh, talking to Steve. He has some great points of view and uh, just want to say thanks to all the guests that we had on here. I was uh, originally thinking of doing a few more, um, but I think with four, we've got a full episode here. So I'm going to kind of leave it at that, but maybe down the line, I'll do a little more of these listener, um, <clears throat> kind of these listener calling uh, sorts of deals. So. That's uh, what I have for you. I just wanted to um, thank everyone out there who supported the show and subscribed and has maybe even shared an episode. Uh, It's the reason that keeps us going. Um, Just want to note that uh, the scissors dropping, if you heard that in the background again, is Juna. Juna's tying. She's becoming a pretty awesome fly tire. And uh, she's right now tying. uh, What's the fly called you're tying? Yeah, it's the, <laughs> she's, she's tied the daddy fly. So uh, I'll have to take a picture of it when it's complete and put it a link in the show notes. Um, so yeah, but we got uh, some big things coming up in 2019. I uh, wanted to uh, just, just get a chance to say thanks. And that's what this episode's about. And uh, yeah, this is uh, episode 52, or it's in that range, the bonus episode. But I've got at least 52 more. And just a note on myself, I'm kind of a a little bit of a slow starter. So if you liked what we've done so far, I think you're going to like the next 52 because I'm going to try to mix it up a little bit and have some cool surprises as we go. So uh, thanks again, everyone. And uh, I will leave it at that. Uh, Juna, do you want to sign off? Say anything for everybody listening? Yeah. What do you have to say? Come on here. You want to say something on the mic before we let it go? Yeah. All right. Come on over here. You can say anything you want to all the listeners out there. Go ahead. You want to say something about your fly? Just talk right here. Don't talk right here. There you go. Let's t- tell them about the fly you just tied. How? What was it called? It was called the daddy fly. And what material did you use? What color is it?
3: Black, red, and it has peacock feathers.
1: Wow. Black, red, and peacock. Probably the best colors you could possibly have. What inspired you to to tie that, that fly? Is that going to you know is there thing that sticks out to it sticks out to you about the fly the peacock The peacock. that's the best that's the, probably the best material in the world okay all right thanks june thanks bye. Say, say bye to everybody all right so there you go you hear that's a uh, six-year-old June stewart tying flies on her own now i'm not even sitting above her uh coaching her she's just like on the vice doing it so for anybody out there who hasn't started uh jump on it and uh so I'm signing off I've got to get a, good, a better sign off so there you go if you want to find all the show notes with all the links we covered just go to wetflyswing.com slash 52 bonus that's the numbers 52 bonus and I'll have some links there to some of the different show notes we have and an easy way if you want to sub- subscribe to the show is to text uh WFS to 31996 and then just click the link there, and that will show you how to um, subscribe to the show via text. Uh, if you want to support the show, uh, again, head over to wetflyswing.com Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And find out how to get bonus content that helps the uh, show and this little mini movement I'm, I'm calling it here. So thanks again for stopping by to check out the show today. I'm looking forward to catching up with you soon and hope to see you online or on the river.